This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Hello, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week, and Happy New Year from everybody at the Wednesday Week. Hope it wasn't too uh, wasn't too intense, and the the hangovers have subsided. Uh, we got an extra day in bed from New Year's Day because we played on the second. But before we get there, ladies and gents, we've got a couple of bits we've got to pick up. So obviously, we had now lads, we had Fleetwood, and we had uh, Port Vale, and then straight into Cambridge after that. So I think uh, that's three games in about in about four days. So Boxing Day, how many of you went? How many of you? Uh, Went in your new clobber. I, I went. I went three hours up the M6 from the in-laws. Great, lovely, wonderful. I couldn't get a ticket for loving the bloody money. I was absolutely. I, I had the chance to go and watch Rotherham with my dad, and uh, and I was like, I'd rather get on the M25. Cheers, Dad. Thanks a lot. So. <laughs> what was it like, Shai? Oh dear. Uh, it wasn't the best of games. It certainly wasn't the best of games. Uh, but it, uh, highlight uh, two goals. Jesus, it seems like three years ago since we went. Uh, Marv, 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 Marvin Johnson had probably had one of the worst games I've seen him play and yet scored. And then it was topped off by uh, a, a, a wee Scottish man, not our own, going mental and getting sent off and then trying to have a fight with everybody on the bench. I, uh, I, I found that absolutely fascinating. It, it, it was bizarre. The guy, the guy is, has obviously got several screw, <laughs> screws loose and he started from the first minute of the game and continued all the way through to the point of getting sent off and, uh, and then just carried on, carried on across the pitch and then tried tangling with Stockdale and Darren Moore. So that just shows you how mental that man is. To be fair, though, Stockdale was winding him up, wasn't he? He was, he was, he was kind of stood behind Darren Moore going, yeah. Yeah, like, get round him and come and get me. <laughs> it was it was hysterical because the game, to be honest, wasn't a lot to speak about really. Uh, it, it, Fleetwood's in the middle of nowhere. It's cold all the time, so obviously you're onto the Irish Sea. It, it wasn't very exciting. Um, the game wasn't that great, and then that that was a talking point in the end, and that just cheered everybody up. And it was just a, a bit of a laugh from there, but. End of the day, didn't play well, got three points, came away, happy days. Nice one. Now, Ben, I, I've not seen you in a while. Paul, are you all right? It seems ages since I've seen you about, mate. How's it, how's it going? I'm all right, yeah, good. I don't think I've been on for a while, and I think when I have, you've not been on, so we've not, we've not crossed. 
Yeah, I'm always on holiday, pal. That's uh, that's my thing. Just booked a uh, just booked a trip to Marrakesh today, so that's nice, isn't it? Um, so tell, tell me about your Christmas. Tell me about the games. Tell me about what you've seen. Tell me about what's going off. We'll get to Cambridge in a bit. What about Port Vale and Fleetwood? I've not seen much of away games. I've watched them on on iFollow. Um, I'll talk a bit about Port Vale. I thought we were. I'm struggling to remember games over Christmas because they've all they've all just merged into one. Most of them, except um, probably Cambridge Port Vale. I thought we did all right. Um, I, you know, I can't remember what score were. I know we won. What was the, what was the score? Two nil. Two nil. Um, and I can't remember what the, what the scorers were. Give a I, did, I, I, I promise I went. I did go. I promise I went. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pen, penalty. It's a great Smith content. Smith. It's great Smith, content. Smith, wasn't it? Smith got mm, both of them. Penalty, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then the second goal was a great goal. Just killed it killed it around yeah. the keeper. Yeah. Brilliant goal. A goal of the month contender. I can't remember, I cannot I can't remember it. Have <laughs> you started drinking, Ben? Yes, yes. I can't remember it now. Like, yeah, because the swap was around. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. We did all right. Uh, Michael Smith did all right, and yeah, I've had a nightmare then. Uh, easy done, mate. Easy done, right? So I got Christmas. Got up to Yorkshire. Set off Christmas Day morning because the traffic's not too bad on Christmas Day morning. Got up there. Went into the old village club in Dinnington. My dad's there. He's had a couple, and you've got. And I forgot. Like, there's this weird thing. It's not a weird thing. I've been brought up with it, but you have to buy in, don't you? You know what I mean? So you walk in, and you have to go. All right, that's what we're all having. You know what I mean? And there's and there's my dad and his four mates there and six pints, yeah, one, two, three, four. And they had Belgian blue on. Sick. Like so I've I've, I've literally got the car parked at my dad's down the road and then I've come in. And um six pints, eighteen quid. Eighteen English pounds, six pints. I went hey, sorry, love. Eighteen? Yeah. yeah. And uh yeah, I had um I had a Ooh, I've six of them in about three hours. Christmas dinner, can't remember. So you forget the Port Vale game, Ben. Easy done, pal. I know how cheap it is up there nowadays. You know what I mean? I've seen how easy it is. John, what have you got out about these fixes that we've all forgotten about them that were a million years ago? <laughs> well, yeah, I've obviously um, mentioned um, before we came on air about the uh, Port Vale bringing a, a, a very healthy following, didn't they, to, uh, to mm-hmm. 2-0, the Michael Smith game. Um and it weren't, you know, when when it's did enough to win that um, nice piece of skill by Smith to get the second goal, um, and then obviously we 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 get Cambridge coming to town again, don't we? And um, beat them last season six 0 I believe it were, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're a poor side, then aren't they? Absolutely, really poor side. And I can't remember seeing a side that allowed through balls as easy as that. It were like. Trying to play your five-year-old nephew on FIFA or something, and just point ball straight through, and he didn't know what you're doing, and that. And it's just, I couldn't believe just a simple ball over the top. And can I jump on that, John? Yeah. So I, I, I thought that as well, and I thought, how is that defence a hoof ball? Do you know what I mean? It's a long ball. Oh, over the top. No doubt about it. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone goes, Kevin De Byers. I saw someone say Kevin De Byers on Twitter. Thought, oh, <laughs> <laughs> but he, he yeah, was just doing was, that simple ball over the top, perfect ball, rated, rated pass. But, but it's funny that how it, it, as, a, as a defender, they always tell you never let the ball bounce. They just chucked a ball on, and the defenders <laughs> are just watching it like they're in the volleyball scene at Top Gun or something. They're just like watching it come down, Who's ball it bounce, it? and then it's ball like, what's, what's going on? <laughs> and they just absolutely, you know, as, as the scoreline was great. Wednesday played some nice football, but. Cambridge are absolutely garbage, aren't they? Absolutely garbage. But um, they've come here twice now and conceded eleven goals. They'll, they're up and we go up next next season, this season, aren't they? They don't want to come back to Hillsborough anytime soon. Yeah, we're not going to be on uh, Max Rushton's credit uh, Christmas card list, are we? You know what I mean? He's uh, he's got a Cambridge fan. I could probably name you. Yeah, and then uh, Windass just t- decided to turn to Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, scored a, scored a goal and showed no emotion whatsoever, um, which. Got some crowd going. I don't know why I'm not making sure. We'll, tell you what, we'll, we'll come back to that in a bit. Now, yeah. now Blair, the, um, you know, started out well. I was going to say they didn't like scoring, but they did smash one against the crossbar. I mean, what, were Cambridge that shite? Yeah, they were. But were that good in the, at this level? But, you know, didn't, didn't start with Bannon. I mean, we seemed to play a lot more down the wings without Bannon. I don't know if you noticed. I thought, yeah, uh, yeah. thought Wilts came into the game a lot more. Well, I think... I think they they have to take the responsibility of doing it themselves without banning on the pitch sometimes. I think, like I say, even though they are 
good enough individually. But Bannon's on the pitch. Is that good? He, he obviously demands the ball a lot as well. Um, but they had to they had to do it themselves, and I thought they did really, 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 well, really effective. Well, absolutely. Now, Simon, you you weren't here last time last time we were on, and we were talking about if when Bannon takes some time off, we're, we're going to have to have these players that step up and stuff like that. And I felt like we did it, yeah. Yeah, that started in the Port Vale game when Bannon went off injured, and Volks came on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought um, Volks is starting to become the player that I think we thought we bought back in August. Um, and he, he it, our style of play changes. And if anything, it gets a wee bit more attacking, the style of play as well, because we get more players involved. So there's a lot more passing that goes on because mm-hmm. you haven't got that Hollywood ball that Bannon will pick out a player, apart from, like you say, Kevin DeBoyers, who, who picked that ball out for, for Windass. Who, by the way, David Beckham made a career out of putting long balls over the top to players. So, you know, and, and they, Man United never called a, a long ball team. Um, so the, the guys, I mean, back to Byers, isn't it great seeing him back in the side? And it shows yeah. over that period of draws where he was injured, how much we've missed him. Um, hugely missed him. And his intelligent play, so against Cambridge. Now, now Cambridge had six, seven players out injured. You know, I think they 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 were they were lucky to have five subs. So, yeah, they were poor last season and they were very poor the other night. But I think some of that down is the fact that they haven't or they can't choose any of the first team players or not many of them. Um, but Bayer's movement and and he, he, he at one point he was playing out on the wing. And receiving the ball out in the wing and and involving Volksmore and 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 Wilksmore, uh, and, and 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 again, did did the uh, poor showing of Cambridge make uh, Wilkes look better, or is did Wilkes have a good game? My opinion, he had a good game. He, he was a step up from Mighton in the game before. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's meant players have had to stand up, but also as well, I think. The play, in my opinion, over the last two games has been superb. It's probably the best football we've seen at Hillsborough and away for well over a month and a half. I don't know what other people think, but that's my opinion. Well, then, I mean, you know, let, let, let's go through the goals. The, the first one was, um, that was Windass's first, right? Yeah. Yep. And then the second one was the penalty. Now, I wanted to get to the penalty because are you telling me that that geezer defended? Was going to knock Patterson over that that well. I mean, I come on. <laughs> I think I think it was more the fact that Patterson weren't confident in uh, in point bowling back at net. But on that, he has played probably best I've seen him play the last couple of games. Um, Put himself about a bit, didn't he? Really, really became an handful, didn't he? I think I think he's looked really good. Um, I think probably from from scoring against Exeter onwards, I think he's looked really good when he's been inside. Um, on first goal. We were right behind um, Kevin De Byers and he has not meant that ball at all. He's, he's meant, uh, he, I'm pretty sure that he's um, wanting to play it over top to Malik Wilkes and he's completely sliced it and it's turned into an even better ball. But I'll give him it because he played really well, as he usually does. Um, <laughs> yeah, penalty. It's soft, isn't it? but he's running to the back of him. He's throwing himself. He's always going to give it. Um, and yeah, it was... First half, I still thought it were a bit cumbersome. A bit flat. So, um, and then, yeah, we get getting that third goal fairly early after the after half time just just set us off really. And the atmosphere that there's been a lot of talk about did build a little bit when people realised that Ipswich are behind. And just as that happened, I think that's when Windass got his his second and Wednesday's fourth. Um, and yeah, that's probably something to talk about as well, atmosphere wise. It's dead. It is dead. It's it's for probably now since from probably first first year that we got into playoffs. So that that year we're okay. Since then, it's it's non-existent really. Um, and I've seen people talking about it on Twitter, different opinions, and I think it's right that it's not just something that that we've got a problem with. It's more of a own fans in general. Are generally quiet, except for your odd exceptions like Crystal. Well, I tell you what, look, let, let's come back to that actually. Let's get let's get through these goals because I, I think that's a really interesting point, and we, we, we'll we'll discuss that now. Now, John, we you know we've got the the third one was that the uh, the Palmer slash Smith one. 
I mean, Steve's not on here right yeah. now, so I know what camp he'd be on. But it did come off of Smith, did it? Yeah, he, Steve would be disappointed because the dubious goals panel has now given it to Smith, haven't they? So it's it's technically Smith's goal now. Um, but uh, yeah, that was the one that was some good build-up play, uh, plenty of men in the box, which was nice to see. And then it fell to it fell to Liam Palmer, had a slash at it, didn't it? And uh, it's nicked off Smith, it seems, and uh, gone in for the third. So that gives Smith a brace for the game. So he's in he's in great form as well. It's nice to see his uh, goal tally going up. Um, and obviously at 3-0, there's no way back for them, is there? It's, it's game over. Um, that, that, that was it, didn't run it? Yeah. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. They had a couple of decent chances in the uh, early in the second half, Blair, but, they, you know, and then and then the two finishes that Windass finished off with, I mean, they, they were nice, weren't they? I thought he'd met a mess of the fourth one, the one where he's gone towards the edge of the sixth yard and put it in the far corner. That's that's not a That's not a bad little finish, is it? No, that's, that was superb, that finish. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that is by far the best one. And I thought, like, that even the ball from Jack Hunt into him, because he really hit that mm-hmm. fizzed it into Well, Jack Hunt's been missing, hasn't he? And then managed to get himself a bit of a run in the team. That's nice to see. That was a... Say a bit of a run. <laughs> yeah. That was a ball, what he what he delivered a lot under Carlos in the first and second. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I thought that controlled it very well. And it, like I said, the technique to hit it and... From the angle of it, where on the highlights where you see the ball actually like curl almost mm. like in, into the into the post, it's, it's a great goal. But him him not celebrating, call your shit. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm in two camps in it really. Um, I feel, I, I do like it because because we don't know how good he is in the championship yet because we've not we've only seen him in a poor side in the championship. I mean, he could turn out to be Rotherham United the player. And like we're too good in League One, but not good enough for the Championship. <laughs> and we won't we won't know that until next season when he's in a good side in the Championship. I do believe we will get promoted. Um, so him not celebrating because he's too good, too good for this league is good. But he believes in his in his own ability and he's arrogant enough. And his dad said anyone can score in League One, blah blah blah. But at the same time, I think it is kind of disrespectful to the fans who have paid money to go and watch you. Is it? Is it? Yeah. I mean, John, do you give a shit? No, because we, 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 if, nah, if we, as a paying fan, if we played for Sheffield Wednesday and scored, we'd go fucking mental, wouldn't we? Yeah, we but uh, Conference uh, South or Conference North, obviously. Yeah, but he's, he's clearly, he's clearly, you know, longing to go and play back at Rangers, and he has been for a while. He, you know, he, the Wigan fans accused him of all the rest of it. You know, just, I mean, Simon, do you give a shit? You're an old man. You, you really care? Tears for reminding me. <laughs> um. I, does, does, yes and no. Yes and no. I, I like to see a player with passion. I, to be honest, I didn't really notice that he didn't celebrate until it was a bit made of a bit of a mountain out of a molehill on Radio Sheffield when we were driving home. But in other words, you know, we've had the time. Remember when Forestieri scored at Forest and jumped into the crowd and got the crowd going? All this. Sometimes, because you know, Ben alluded to the lack of atmosphere at Hillsborough. A player scoring a goal and just standing there, morose, doesn't exactly get the fans going either, does it? You know, it's that, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the atmosphere at Hillsborough. It's, it's six one after the dozen of the other. At the end of the day, the guy scored. Photographs I've seen of him with the match ball and afterwards, he seems happy enough. If he decide not to celebrate, he decide not to celebrate. Score three goals, I'm happy with that. <laughs> ben, come on, back me up, back me up. Right, so we know that Josh Windass has said to his dad, uh, you know, he's had a conversation. He said you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't celebrate goals in League One. Some, what's the matter with you? Can't bloody do that. I just, that's how he speaks. And um, and bear in mind, there is a you should be playing in League One. You make more sense than for us, to be honest. Um, it it don't necessarily bother me. I'm just like, just crack a smile, man. Just you know, he doesn't need to be running off into the crowd or whatever. But you know, he just he just smiled. It's like. He's obviously doing it to prove a point, which just winds me up a little bit. I'm not bothered. But I like the point he's proving, though. There's something quite. I kind of like the point he's proving. Like, like it is a shit league. It might be, but just just crack a smile. Like, the problem problem is being forced to play in League One, isn't it? No, no. The problem is he's got. He has a. He has. I think I believe he's left Twitter for the moment, but he has quite a high social media profile doesn't he and he doesn't mind sticking his head above the parapet and 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 he invites people to have a go at him and and he's missed the last two or three games and 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 i think 
over time, over the last few months, he's made it evident through his social media profile that he's not happy about uh, not being playing in games. And, and, and he's also missed a lot of sitters in games as well. Yeah, he has. He has. And 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 you, so then immediately people jump on the fact he's not celebrating because he's a Mardi sod, you know. And, and I don't think that's the case at all. Um, but it, it just adds fuel to the fire, doesn't it? And 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 if he has an issue with not playing in games, don't let the fat take it out on the fans. Take it out on the manager. Have a word with the manager. You know, don't be a petulant child. He yeah, earns a decent amount of money. That, that's what Pardon? winds me up. It's just petulance. Like there's obviously his dad, and, and you can't celebrate goals in League One or whatever. Just, I'm not. But that's why I said just just smile and look a little bit happy rather than walking off. Yeah. Like the yeah. I, I think I think in his head he's trying to do that Cantonal celebration. You know when he turns around with his chest puffed out type of thing. You know what I mean? You're like you're not pulling it off, Josh. You've got you've got it. Your jaw is so square. Findus could use it as the template for the boxers for the Findus crispy pancake. The thing is with Josh Windass is he's a legend in his own head, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he, he has an opinion that he's far better than actually he actually is, and he's pissed one lot of fans over in the northwest. And and he might be trying to piss a load of fans off, you know, in 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 the uh, South Yorkshire. But you know, it, it we know, he, like Blair alluded to, he has missed a lot of sitters. You know, but he's still playing the way. I still think he's a good player. I think he's one of our most lethal players. He is. I agree. I agree. And I think he's been played out of position in a number of games where he's had bad performances. Where they played him. I mean, to be honest, after he scored that first goal in the first half, he was really quiet. Really quiet, you know, um, and he got two excellent chances and put them away. Um, but he, he was actually, out of all the players, he was probably the quietest on the pitch other than scoring a hat-trick. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a hell of a phrase, that one, mate. You know what I mean? That's not well, too bad. Well, well, you know, Patterson put himself out about a hell of a lot more than he did. And, and, and I would say have had a better game other than the fact he didn't score, you know? <laughs> Blair, come on. I tell you what, let, let's talk about Callum Patterson because I think I, I think he's becoming a bit of an unsung hero, hasn't he? I think he's trying to keep his place in the actual club itself, rather than mm. you know, with, with the hearts link and that. Maybe he don't want to leave, and he's and he's, and he's took that as motivation to actually stay on and really work yeah, his to, to stay at the club. Because ever since that links came came around, he's been I think he's been a lot better player. Mm. You, look at the, you look at his performance against Plymouth and he came on against Plymouth early on in the season yeah. and it was just like yeah. unbelievably crap. I think what him and, and Smith have done differently uh, in the last two games is that, close, is that closing down play uh, for strikers. The, the, their work rate has, has been, you know, they've been, they've been stopping teams from playing from the back of which we lacked over... This, the games before, and, and they've actually put. Are you going? Are you going to say the phrase last year with the last that? No, oh god, well, we didn't. We won it six 0 didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> so to be honest, we're not as good as last year because we only scored five. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you know, exactly. the, the, the work rate up front has been has been superb. Um, he's not scored though, has he? I tell you what, John, let's get, let's get, you know, before we move on from Cambridge, let's talk about some of the unsung heroes of the day in McGuinness and Reese James and, and even LP2 at the back. I mean, come on, you know what I mean? That was a, was it a case of that they had an easy ride or that they, they would, they just assured themselves? I think, a little bit of both, but I think you, when you're looking at the team sheet, it's quite clear that you, Reece James and Liam Palmer, when fit, should, should be always playing right now. They're in such good mm-hmm. form and they, they fit the system really well. Um, odd man out now, weirdly, is Dominic Iofa, isn't it? He used to be the yeah. the main man, didn't he? The, the one who we thought we could develop and, and build on and maybe sell for a big fee. And he's, he's, he's on the outside looking in now, isn't he? It's, it's very much... Palmer and, and Reese James now in in those in those sort of positions and uh, and obviously McGuinness has been absolutely fantastic. We're all in his breath for the next twenty odd days, aren't we? Hoping that he's still in a blue and white shirt come the uh, 
31st of February. Um, All these links to defenders aren't, aren't making me feel nice about that. Yeah. Well, this is it, right? I, I was gonna, I was gonna write, talk about transfer rumours and stuff for this evening, but. Oh God, it's all just going to be shit. I mean, all, I, all I'm doing is going to get me hopes up about Aidan Flint again, and uh, he's not going to come, or he's going to come for five minutes and then end up having to go back, and I'll end up going, well, who am I going to be gay for this week? You know what I mean? You don't want Aidan Flint. You don't. No, no, no. You just keep Mark McGuinness at, at all costs. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. If, if I had the choice, the Cardiff defenders. Well, we'll see on Saturday, won't we? Because if he doesn't I'm, play, I'm, I'm if just he doesn't open. play. Then, um, then he, he's going back, isn't he? If he doesn't play against Newcastle, he'll be going back because he'll cup tie him. So, so he, if he doesn't play on Saturday, then I think you can pretty much put a fair Clark, amount of money Clark on the fact that oh, he's yes. going back. Oscar. Yeah, so, so, so. I'm not sure. But, but I would have thought, thought, recalled, I, I thought he would have recalled him by now. Anyway, that, I, yeah. I, that's what I'm. That's what I'm grasping. I didn't expect him to play against Cambridge. No, I thought as soon as January 1st, 2nd comes yeah. about, that, that's yeah. probably going to be it. And now yeah. that we're on the 4th... We've got to start on the 4th. Everybody's been back at work a day. They're, 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 they're leaving it a bit late, um, I think. You've got it, to look at cover anyway, haven't you? Because obviously... It, um, uh, Hennigan's out for the rest of the season. I don't know when um, Ihequi's coming back. Domic Iofor isn't the player that he was. He's gone. He's, He's completely yeah, gone. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so they've got. To, I, I always thought that they needed a centre back anyway, whether McGuinness was going or not. We definitely needed one centre back. Iofor's so, been space jammed, done it completely. It, space okay. jammed? <laughs> yeah, completely space. <laughs> You've seen space jam, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, haven't they? Um, when the basketball players have the ability to take it away and then they can't play basketball anymore. <laughs> Jesus, what, Blair? Oh. <laughs> I know, stop it, John, bringing out the references to old films. <laughs> I tell you what, there was a, that's, that's a hell of a hell of a reference. Today I, at work, I use the term. So I've got I've got a chef that what he does when he comes and talks to me, he stands next to me and goes, "Oh, oh," and I try and ignore him, and he goes, "Oh." Oh, I can't believe it. I'm good. Oh, well, he's meant to be working that day. And I go, fine. What? I'll bite. What do you What do you want? What do you want? And he went, oh, I might need cover next Saturday. I said, so why are you sat there farting around the poo? Just ask me what you want. And uh, it turns out not everybody uses the term farting around the poo. It's the same with the term vinegar strokes. They don't all use them, apparently. Didn't know that. Turns out HR meeting is next week. So, listen. We've won 5 years. We've gone second in the league because Ipswich finally fucking dropped some points. Uh, and we're on, a, we're on a run of how many games is it now since we lost then? 13. 13. 13. And there's still some people talking about more out. I want to pull at this and then I want to go to uh, talk about the atmosphere. So I'll tell you what, you're a miserable as bugger as much as me, Simon. So uh, you can start this one. Why do you think, it might not be your opinion, but why do you think people are talking about? Moore's job after 13 unbeat? I can only think that it's because some of those games and games previous and games last year were very poor. Chucked away points. Chucked away points. and, And I also think that he hasn't got something about him that when you, he's interviewed, he's, he hasn't got the charisma that Carlos had. And and we have not had anybody in charge since Carlos with that sort of charisma. Like, you know, we, Big Ron had the same sort of charisma. Trevor Francis probably did, going back, you know, going way back. Um, so we, we, had one, an... we had one for three months. Sorry? Oh, Tony Fulis? No. <laughs> Steve Bruce, I think he has. Steve Bruce, Bruce. yeah, he had charisma, yeah, and that's why he keeps getting shit. He keeps getting highly paid jobs everywhere on the back of the fact that he, he's never. Well, because he's got what the young people call riz. Is that what you That's what they call. He's got a bit of riz. Um, John, has has Simon said anything wrong yet? I mean, is is Simon is Simon right? Is that what you think it is? Are you thinking that that is is not magic? The fans. I mean, 
you know, we've chucked away points. Like, like you said, Simon, we've been party to a couple. We've had lost points. It took him five months to work out his team. But that was a year ago, right? Are we being a bit harsh, surely, right? Yeah. Well, I think it is. And I, I heard it on um, on another social platform. It was um, uh, one of the guys who covers the SPN, Dale Johnson, was talking to local journal Joe Cran and a couple of people about the atmosphere, like we mentioned earlier. So I'm not backtracking too much, but what, what I'm going to say is I think it's, the, they came to a summarisation that the, the reason they thought the the, the um, performances, the the crowd, sorry, the, the atmosphere was flat and our general perception of the team and the manager is, is because the fans are just simply aren't accepting of League One football. They can't yep. accept it. And because they can't accept it, unless we're thrashing teams every week, they're going to moan. And, the, the, yep. and, and when we drop points, the person that's going to get it is the manager. They're always going to second guess him on his formations, his lineups, his substitutions, when he makes his substitutions. And until we're not up to, which thankful we are now, they're just going to be on it. They're always going to be unhappy. Uh, and that was on another uh, podcast. That was on, um, yeah, a different podcast. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. That's a- I, th- I think that's right, though, isn't it? Because I think it's actually spot on. Like, that's why I was asking. Like someone else is peddling, peddling some good stuff here. He got a po- he got a, he got a, a poison chalice when he took over when we were pretty much relegated and and, and took on a team that wasn't his. And to be honest, all wanted away. Um, and then he's come in, and and you're right. I think I think they're absolutely right. Is the fact that we we don't want and also as well we did so well last season. We got into the playoffs first chance. And then bottled it at the end, which you know we've not done that before, have we? But you know, it, it, it to not go up and then have to start again. Um, I, I can imagine a lot of fans saying that there's twenty four, twenty five thousand that turn up, and I don't think twenty four, twenty five thousand who turn up all want more out. It might be three thousand, but they're the ones who go and. Say it's about ten people on Twitter. If that, it's I see more people it. going. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I see more people going. Where's all bloody arsehole saying more out this week than they actually do say? People actually saying more out. Now Ben, now Ben, these are old men, right? They used to Premier League. They used to cheer on David Hurst and Chris Waddle. Used to cheer on. He's muted himself. Did you Just himself? Himself? <laughs> Who did you used to cheer on, Dan? <laughs> We didn't, we didn't hear who I used to cheer on. Who no, did you cheer on, Ben? I don't know. We still can't hear him. No, I can't. Oh, Johan like, Foley. <laughs> Johan Foley. Yeah, let's let's have yeah. a guess who you used yeah. to cheer on. Yeah, Dumbo yeah. and Sungu. No, that's too early. Gary, oh, Gary, not Gary McGee. Poor Sodger. Yeah, so at Poor Sodger would probably make that first striker. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. back. Who did he well, used to who, cheer who, on, who, Dan? Who, 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 I, I, I tell you... I said Gillian Unsumble and Dungle, right? And so, so what I'm saying is that the, you guys have been used to more champagne football than what Ben has, right? Because Ben's of a different ilk in a different era. He's seen us have those two or three, four seasons in League One during his football supporting years. So are you a bit more accepting of League One football? In your head, is that where Sheffield Wednesday sits? That, that cusp between, you know, lower level championship, top end League One? No, I think after them two years that we had getting close, I think we, we sit as a top end championship club. So it's to to me it, it you just gotta get out of this division as soon as possible. But even that said, you you you've just gotta accept that you have to accept where we are and we're playing well for the division that we're in. That's just the reality of it. Um I, I still feel that the, the, our, our young when we were in this position 10 years ago, our 11, 12, so I don't know whether I really grasped it, but I, and I was probably more immersed in it when it were happening, but I, I felt more connected to, to Wednesday then probably than I do now. I still feel that, that they haven't quite got the fans grasped like they had 10 years ago. Um, well, a lot of people blame Chan Siri for that, didn't they? He come in and he kind of he had a fallout with David Hurst quite early doors, and then and then tried to turn it into a proper business and whatnot. And you know what I mean? Like, of it. Yeah, I think um, I think that that has got to a lot to answer for because if you go back to the season where the five point gap and and um, Gary Megson and then Jones, um, the atmospheres were really good then. Home and away. To, yeah, to me, everybody seemed behind them. What way? 
Like yeah, and, and, and bear in mind, we didn't have, the, the club didn't have a pot to piss in. The pitch was like a beach. Um, we had the old scoreboard. And, and so I think I understand what the other podcast alluded to, but I think there's more to it than that. I think there's also the fact that we were that far away from the Premiership. Yeah. And, and we then had making our own shirts debacle. You know, 150th anniversary, biggest cake ball. Um, you know, the shirts, okay. the shirts going to turn up too late. Then getting deducted 12 points to six points. Uh, the Tony Pulis, the, the, the Joss, the, the, the whole uh, it's we've, we've had so many false dawns in such a short period of time that I think the new breed of Wednesday fans who are really into the social media, forget dinosaurs like me and John and, and almost yourself, Dan, now, the young young people there, it, it is, we've seen it, we, we've lived it. We, we were there before we caught up on games by buying the green and when you were walking home. Now, every, everything's instant, everything's instantaneous. Everybody's talking about, oh, he's shit, he's been seen going somewhere, he's been tapped up. Um, Fizdell Bashiro, is he signing, isn't he signing? Josh Windass hasn't smiled because he scored a goal. All this, it's just negative, 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 negative. And that's breeding, and 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 it and it comes on from the last few years where you can understand. Look, my son's been going all through this period, and he's fifteen, you know, and he still goes and he still looks forward to going for a football match. And he looks at me and says, "Dad, why is it so quiet?" And and you know, we, I've seen him in second division, third division, you know, the shit days when Chris Turner was manager, you know, but crowds turned up. There was an atmosphere. But I think I think a lot, I think I think some atmosphere is generated when you when you are losing and when you are an underdog and then the fans do sometimes get behind your team like the famous Anfield um, um, atmosphere only really happens when they've got a turnaround of deficit in Europe. Yeah, they get up this thing. You'll never walk alone. Yeah, but yeah, getting up getting up for Bournemouth is silent. Do you know what I mean? Home and at the moment we we expect to win every game, so it's it's kind of hard to proper sing and cheer and shout, "Come on!" Every time the ball, you know, I mean, every time they win the ball back when you're playing Cambridge. I think I think there's been a disconnect between the club and the fans with Chancery coming in, and I think it'll be repaired by getting back into the championship. And I think that's what the ultimate, you'll see a lot more improvement if we get back, get ourselves back into the championship. And Chan is kind of writing some of his wrongs because we're only in League One because of what he did, aren't we? Because ultimately those points cost us relegation. Notable by his absence as well, though, isn't he? Absolutely, yeah. So It's, kind of, it's, it's like he's done. And I reckon if we do go back up, he'll go... All right, lads, do you remember me? I'm the one that spent all the money. And we're like, well, hey, we all thought we were down there, you silly prick. What? I don't, I don't think he really... He's, he's got, like, um, got Liam in, didn't he? The CEO to sort of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, actually, me and Ash, me and Ash were out like, back in November and we saw him in Revolution in Sheffield absolutely off his bonds. Didn't think twice about taking half our bottle of vodka off us. Ben, you were going to say something. Go on. Yeah, I just think... I think we are right in what we've said that we're still recovering from from the last four four or five years. Um, and I don't think it helps, and it's not the fault of away fans, but when you've got 800 turning up, usually away fans, exception of sort of Port Vale, um, you, you look back to, to Ipswich game, there was probably more an atmosphere in that one because it was meaning something and we weren't necessarily like, um, bless and not necessarily... Destined to win that one, um, I think. Like the Portsmouth game, first this, game of the season as well. That was atmosphere. Yeah, right. I think this. I'm just, as well, like with Newcastle coming, that's going to be a full, full away end. Uh-huh. I, I, I just feel that that plays a part as well. Went Leppins lanes. Listen, let me tell you what it is. I've just realised with this new headset and this Adidas top on, I look like that Kevin Keegan tear up, and I will tell you. I, you know what I mean, it? Right, I would love it if we beat them. Anyway, let me tell you where it is. Right, it's exactly what John was saying. It's exactly about what you guys are saying. It's the entire thing, right? For years, for over 20 years, 
Sheffield Wednesday have been turning up. The fans have been turning up week in, week out. Like Simon says, there's 20-odd thousand in League One. There's 28, 29,000 when we're in the Championship. And we're turning up week in, week out. And I'll tell you what we're fed up at. We're fed up at doing our bit. We've been doing our bit for so long when we've had no reward for it whatsoever. And we've, the closest we got to a reward was um, 2016, then maybe 2017. Then we got a bit of one last year, but that's three failed playoff attempts now. And now we don't want playoffs. It's three, three bites of the cherry that we've managed to fuck up. And we don't want playoffs. I'm not interested in playoffs. I want to sail up that bloody league and I want to get out of it. Now, p- pardon me, it's the same when we get a shitty cup draw. And it's been the same for a number of years when we get a shitty cup draw. Oh, in the league coming up, you've got Walsall. And then you get a load of Walsall fans chirping up with, oh, I want to the big club. Well, I'm sorry, Brummy pal. Want to be Brummy with your, with your seeable stand from the bloody motorway. Like, we don't sit there playing for the day that we drew the mighty bloody Walsall in the cup. Get in the fucking bin. You know what I mean? And this is where we are. We're turning up week in, week out. And yes, John, the, the other podcast absolutely spot on. I cannot get excited about playing Port Vale. You know, I, I, I had season tickets. We were playing Liverpool. We were playing Everton. We were playing Newcastle. We were playing these, these clubs with these massive great fan bases. And what, what we've been rewarded with? Port Vale. And an away day at Fleetwood. Like, who gives a shit? And you're right. And it all piles in. It all comes in to... So it's more out thing because you're right, because what we want to do is we want to smash every game. And I've seen him last season, if I'm honest, we saw him last season throw away points that have got us out of this league. And we saw him do a girly wet dribble against Sunderland in the playoffs back end of last season. Now, this season, we're absolutely romping home. But he's not got enough in the bank with the she- with a majority with a good chunk of the Sheffield Wednesday fans. He's not got enough in the bank for us to forgive him a draw, a loss. At home, Ross. We, he's not got enough in the bank with us. And as soon as the first time he sniffles, we're going to be there to wipe his nose. It's as simple as that. Well, and that's what's going to happen. Hillsburn 2022. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, somebody even said, believe it or not, oh, no, a bit said, more well, that, isn't it? I'll be happy if we go up. That's as much as more should do. Should be fired as soon as he's took us up. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's that. Yeah. That's like, you've got to be pissed off your head to put a comment out like that. It's ridiculous. And I'll tell you what, listen, Darren Moore, he didn't play the style of football like. I don't like the formation, but it's the best formation we've got for our players. But I'll tell you what, what he does that's absolutely brilliant. And I'll tell you this, he's got the gut in Newcastle. He's got to get a result. What he's got, <laughs> he's got a really good eye for a player. I think, I think the majority of the signings that he's made and how much input he's had into them, I don't know. I don't know the setup at the club anymore in terms of scouting and stuff like that. I think his recruitment has been spot on. I think it's been it's been the best it's been since Carlos spunked. We had no players, so we had to sign them on loan in that season where we where we made I don't know if you remember at the time, we made Lewis McGugan, who was the best player we'd ever fucking seen at Hillsborough in about ten years. He made Lewis McGugan the level. And everybody who came in, we were trying to get to minimum Lewis McGugan and, and better. All right, we shit the bed on a few of them, if you remember Papa Sugu. Shango. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was a few that there was a few that didn't happen. But in terms of those players that didn't happen, I think Darren Moore, when he has strengthened the team and got players in, whatever system he's using is working. Whether he's buying players on physicality or whether he's buying players... Because I, I, I tell you what, there's one conversation I looked up with you and Ben, Simon. And I was talking to my brother, uh, my stepbrother, who is a coach at Liverpool. Can't say too much, but I know things. And, um, and he was saying that players now are the first eight, first eight criteria that they're looking for. Number nine is can they play football? Everything else is physicality, size, oh, attitude. Do you know what I mean? So when, when we're all slagging off people like Darwin Nunes for being, not being able to hit a barn door, that's because they have voting to, 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 on, on how quick he can kick a football. But if you look at players that we used to watch as kids, like Chris Waddle and uh, David Erst, not the most physical specimens you've ever seen up, but I tell you what, they could play bloody football. Yeah, and yeah. Darren Moore seems to have got a system where he's managed to get the both. You know, you've got Josh Windass can fire a ball in the bottom bottom part of the corner. You know, you've got McGuinness, uh, Smith, who are the who play this type of physical game, that type of thing. We've got a good mix, and and I tell you what, talking about getting Darren Moore out, given the way we're going, I find absolutely mental. However. 
I understand it. And I think that all ties into the atmosphere as well. I'm not excited about playing Port Vale. I don't want to, I don't give a shit. And we've been turning up in our, in our droves, in our tens of thousands for 10, 20 years. And what have we been rewarded with? Tony Pulis and an away day at Fleetwood. It's shit. Of course we're not singing. Yeah, and just to, um, just to piggyback on that footage as well, I think uh, with, with more, um, you, you look at like players like Reese James and stuff, you know, I mean, he's playing Reese James at left centre half. I mean, who would, no one would see that coming in a million years. Like, he's never been a centre half in his life, but he's playing great football. And I said last season that, he was a young coach. He's still a young coach, and we've sort of like got hit, hit the trend really because everyone's getting young coaches now. No one's going down the down the carousel anymore. And um, and I said like Moore's almost learning on the job. And this season he's re- he's rectified every mistake he did last. Every season. mistake he made last season he's rectified for me. Yeah, yes. and, you can't, and you can't say that's a bad thing, can you? I mean that's that's evolution, yeah. that's growth. So I mean that reminds as well. There's, there's an element of luck because Reese James playing left left centre back. You know, he's a, he's a fullback, and we've gone shit. You might have to game, play there. A game at Blackpool, but it's weird how a different coach stayed up for him. In someone, isn't it? It's the same with Michael Smith. At Michael Smith for, for Rotherham. Like, we say my neighbour's a massive Rotherham fan. Never takes shirt off. <laughs> like, Sounds he like said, them. He said Michael Smith never, never really like left the penalty area. Do you know what I mean? But for us, mm. he's and now we've got him marauding on the back defender. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> He he did it last season and he's doing it this season is he has that great ability to pick out good players and also as well coach them into positions that probably they're not used to playing in. I mean, Reese James to me is probably one yeah. of our best signings this season. He's mm-hmm. absolute class. Love him to bits. And yeah, I think Steve commented on the, yeah, Steve, Steve commented on the WhatsApp group, you know, how, how is he not being recalled back to Blackpool? Aren't they in the relegation zone? You know, he's class and he's staying for the rest of the season, which... We should be thankful. I don't think you can recall season-long loans anymore. Oh, right, OK. okay. But Depends on what settings you've got on your potty manager. It, yeah. <laughs> he is brilliant. And, 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 you know, you'd look at him and go, centre-back with his height. You know, you're talking about physicality, Dan, and, and stuff like that. He, that wouldn't be up there, would it? Physicality in regards to playing him at centre-back. Mm. Um, yeah, you, you can't fault more signings. They've been really good. There's only been one or two, which still could turn good but there's yeah. only been one or two that you've got yeah, question absolutely. marks on the rest of them have been really and really good bugger I think all in, well. um, in a bit of an impossible job because if he takes us up some fans will say well you, should, you bloody should do with that with that side yeah I, I will like, I told you so yeah I told you you weren't good enough you weren't taking exactly I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve my right as somebody who's turned out for the last 20 odd years and go <laughs> yeah we should be up well done and then if we don't go up, I doubt it in a all my mates who support other teams, if, if we win the league, I think we will. They've all just said, well, you should have won it anyway. Do you know what I mean? Don't allow me, don't allow me to celebrate. Don't allow down, me to be happy. But that's, all down, but that's all down to the personnel that the manager puts together, isn't it? You know, if he put together... Absolutely. We won't, we won't go up. So that's down to the manager. Full stop. The end. Absolutely. Right. Let's do the bit you've all been waiting for. Everybody at home has been sat there for 45 minutes going, oh my God, where's the quiz? Get on with it, you silly old fool. Okay. So, lads, I've got, I've got a quiz for you. It's been sent in by Martin Beebe, uh, another guy who sent in a, uh, a quiz before, and it's one we can't Google, so it's good. It's a good one. It's a solid one. It's going to be one of them that's going to piss you off because you know the answer and you won't be able to say it out loud. So, has Blair gone for a pee? Is that his work? Uh, if, just, just with us, ladies and gentlemen. Blair, Blair is on standby. He's meant to be on work, so uh, he might be able to shoot off at any point. Blair in the back, are you with us? Let's get the cat. It's either a baby or a cat, mate. You're gonna, you know what I mean? There's more guest stars just in your little square on this podcast than what I've ever seen anybody else do before. Right then, so... The baby was going for the cat, so I had to have a crisis. It's, it's like one of those riddles you got as a kid, isn't it? You know what I mean? So you've got a fox, a bag of grain, and a chicken, and you've got to get the other side of the river, and you've got a cat, a baby, and a computer, and a podcast to record. So, listen, this quiz here... It, it's it's based on the number nines, okay? So it says fixed squad numbers were introduced in England's top flight during the 93-94 season onwards. Can you name every Sheffield Wednesday number nine since that time up until already. present I'm day? I'm gone already. I'm gone. There are 18 in total. Uh, this includes two loans. So it's I'm going to go what you've got on screen. It's going to be Blair, Ben, John and Simon. 
So, Blair, you're going to go first. Give me a number nine. Sure, David Hurst has to be the David number. Hurst is in. A bit of a gimme for you there, mate. Ben. Lee Gregory. Lee Gregory is in. John. This is going to be embarrassing if I'm wrong. Gary Medine. Gary Medine, goal machine. 13th person since 1993-94 season to wear the number nine shirt. Simon. Atty New Year. Atty New Year. The 14th after Gary Medine. Okay, Blair, we're back to you, son. Wow. Um, like the number nine shirt for Sheffield Wednesdays. I'm, 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 I'm between Lee Peacock and Steve McLean. <laughs> I'll go. Um, I'll go McLean. Steve McLean, ninth person to wear it. Number nine on the list. Great shout! Great shout. Uh, ben, I, I'm already starting to not be sure about some of these. It's hard. Oh. It's very hard. Mm. I've had five so far, and it's normally a shirt that we that we don't. I mean, after David Hurst, we didn't have a number nine for two years. Um, it's just it's actually put me facts in here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's <laughs> giving me notes. Thanks, Martin. All right, go on, Ben. Uh, Gonna have to hurry here. Am I, uh, Francis Jeffers? Francis Jeffers. Was number ten on the list right. after Steve McLean right. with just oh, a... oh god yeah yeah wow. right then John a million quid we all spent on him oh my word uh, oh. I think I've got one I don't think he's going to be a number nine but I'll oh, have a look Dion Burton Dion Burton's not there I'm afraid John that's you out of there my apologies sir problem, yeah, is, problem hey? is from problem is from Transiri coming in. We had them three or four years. Squad numbers all over the shop. Yeah, number two goalkeepers. Yeah. <laughs> right, Simon. Gary Hooper. Gary Hooper is not on the list. I'm afraid. Ah. Sorry, that's put you out there. So. <laughs> <laughs> he was always fourteen, wasn't he? I think Hooper. That's why. Like, right, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm in between Jill's the Bill and Shekikuchi. Okay. Oh, they could be the they both could be number nine. Or Gerald Sibon. Uh, just chucking out answers. Ben's yeah. still in, mate. You know what I mean? I've just got the four of knowledge. Um, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go. Coochie. Shecky Coochie. Six on the list. That's three. That's three. Ben. Here we go. To stay in the game, Ben. It's it's sudden death right now. Give me a number nine for Sheffield Wednesday. Stephen Fletcher. Stephen Fletcher is correct. Oh. Blair, we're back to you. Fuck's sake. <laughs> You've still not hit any of the lone players that we've had. Uh, yeah, I can't think of them. A lone striker. Mm. Um. Because normally they'd come in after the squad numbers being released. It's like yeah. you normally get them in late, don't you? Unless you get them for the season. Oh, I'm struggling here. Um, I'll say Seabon. Seabon was a number nine. That's four to your three, Ben. Are you ready? This is to draw it up some. It's sudden death again. Blair's just pulling him out the bloody sky here right now, even though he did give you Gerald Seabon in the last round and you decided to ignore it. Tactics, you see. Blair wins these a lot because he's a tactical. He's a tactical. So, go on, Ben. Connor Wickham. Connor Wickham. I'm afraid he's not on the list, Ben. So, Blair, you're the winner this week when the number nine quiz. Unlucky there, Ben. Now, do you want the full? Do you want the full list? Yeah, uh, I'm out. Fry. I'm out. But is Matty Fry at one? Yeah. I predict a Fry it is not there. He's not there. Are you ready? So, from David Hurst, who's number one on the list, we've got David Hurst, Gerald Seabon. Andy Booth, who was at first number 10, then randomly took nine in his last season. One of the lone players after that is Stuart Ripley. Oh, then, yeah, Stuart Ripley, uh, ex-Blackburn player, whole thing, yeah. Ben, you don't want to know. And then uh, Efna Koku, Shepke Kuchi, oh. Granty Holt, uh, oh. Kim Olsen was number nine. I thought I thought one of you get Kim Olsen. Steve McLean, Francis Jeffers, Paul Heffernan, Chris O'Grady. I thought Heffernan as well. 
Gary Medine Gold Machine, Big Atty, New Hugh, Adam Reach, Stephen Fletcher, Jack Marriott, who came in on loan from Derby County. And then current now, we've got Lee Gregory. Thanks a lot, Martin. That, I've got some puzzle faces in front of me. That's it. Right then, so what we've got coming up next? Okay. What's the next fixture, lads, before we get out of here? Newcastle at Saudi home. Arabia. Newcastle. Newcastle. Yes. Oh, God almighty, dude. Right, okay then. Right then, Blair, give me a prediction for Newcastle that's not 5-0 to them. I actually think it's actually a really tasty game um, because... Like I said, we're in good form. They're in good form. They're actually the the um, the Wiccan Wanderers of the Premier League. I've seen today, but a lot of people are saying that their balls and play like 50 minutes per game for them. Um, so hopefully they won't they won't be time wasted against Wednesday. Um, Sorry, I, let, let me let me write that down. Wiccan Wanderers of the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. that's um, that's I, something you said. Blair said that. I think uh, so, I think so. Note to self, don't let him smoke crack before coming on show. Go on, Barry, go on. I, I, think it, I, think it'd be great. I think it'd be a good game. I think they might, they might edge it 2-1, but I think it'd be a very good game. So, 2-1, Blair. What about you, Ben? Yeah, I think it, I'm hoping it'll be fairly close. I, I think they'll obviously make changes. Um, I'm inclined to go the same thing, if I'm honest. 2-1. 2-1 to the Wendy. Or to no, them. not George for Newcastle, I think. Oh, so it's one two, yeah. Mm. Okay, John. Um, I'm going to go three one Newcastle. Um, I'm never easy when we're on BBC. It's been a while since we've been on, and uh, <laughs> national coverage tend to get a bit embarrassed, don't we? So yeah, yeah. Three uh, one. Keep it, keep it scored out. <laughs> right, so I've got losing two one, losing two one, losing three one. Simon, are you, what, what are you saying? <laughs> I don't really care. They could just, they, yeah, 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 nobody I really, cares. Really I just care. want to get out of the league. Just, I don't care. Just don't embarrass yourselves. 1-0, 2-0. Don't give a shit. Um, I think the more important question is to ask in regards to who does he play and who does he drop? Because, to be honest, I wouldn't be playing Bannon if he's fit. Um, nope. I'd even look at resting. No. I'd rest a number of our first teamers, to be honest, or have him on the bench. Yeah, I would. Let, yeah, Alex might have a run around. Show us how good he thinks he is. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know what? This is this one. We don't want this one, Ben. We don't want it. We're not going to beat Newcastle. We're not going to win it. We've got Wickham afterwards. We've got Barnsley. We've got Plymouth. We've got Ipswich. They're the games where we need our players at their fittest to beat those. It, it, we'll go top and win the league. If we if we beat, most of those in match. If if we beat if we beat Newcastle. Um, we won't have to play Barnsley. Then lead or, into Barnsley, or if Barnsley beat there, I think they've got like a third division team, haven't they? That's the meme in it with that guy. <laughs> you know, look, look, it'd be great. It'd be great to beat them. It'd be great to give them a game. I'm, I'm going. I'm, you know, I don't want to see us roll over and get beat. But it's Newcastle. The BBC will just spend their entire time spaffing over Eddie Howard, him being the next England manager probably, and how. You know, they've the one minute. It's the Geordies, isn't it? Everybody loves the Geordies. You know, they're such a one big of those, team. isn't it? Well, uh, it'll be on BBC, but it'll, it'll not be Gary Lineker and um, and Co. It'll be Gabby Logan and some Peter Beagrie or something like that. Like. Yeah, they'll <laughs> not even know any of the Wednesday players, yeah. and they'll keep talking about Bannon, even though he might not be playing. Danny and, Murphy. And, yeah, and oh, Danny Murphy hates us, doesn't he? So they'd be probably still mm. moaning about. Do you know what though, Danny Murphy? We gave him all that shit. And he was actually right, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. He was actually right. All right, so what's that, Simon? Is that 1-0? Do you think you keep it tight or is that your heart? 1-0, 2-0, 3-0. I'm going to go 3-0 Wednesday, Alex Martin that trick. Right then, listen, thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Thanks for thanks again to Martin for our number nine quiz. If you've got a quiz to send in, send it to our podcast email, which is... Not in, oh, it's twwpodcast at gmail.com. That's what it is. I, I, I knew I had it written down somewhere. Thanks a lot for joining us. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net, Lubosch. 
Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.